It's so good to have you on the show here, finally, because we've been following <laughs> you for quite a bit now. And oh, so you just wrapped up the Planet Supersonic Tour. Like, yeah. Wow. Oh Are God. you recovering from that? Like, how's that going? Honestly, it's really weird because I'm so sad it's over. Like, you get oh. used to this rhythm of just show, 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 and like you're traveling to the next city and doing all this stuff. And now that it's yeah. over, I'm just like, I don't even know what to do with myself. Like, I'm making <laughs> a lot of music and I, I'm obviously still like working on new sets for shows like I'm working on my hijink set right now mm -hmm. and stuff like that Ooh. but um yeah it was amazing it was like the best time of my life very I learned a lot of stuff met a lot of cool people mm -hmm. um accomplished a dream of mine that I've always wanted to do like going on a tour like a headline tour is insane so yeah so it's so good and I'm sad yeah. it's over but yeah. all over the place man <laughs> I was like how's the girl doing it <laughs> Dude, one time I had to take like four layovers to get from Canada no. to Vegas. I oh, was come on. I was dying. Four? It was like layovers give me such bad anxiety because it's like if one of them's delayed, then I feel like the rest of them get impacted. And if you that... have a timeline for a show, you're probably like so anxious. Yeah, that actually happened to me. I don't know if it was flying into Atlanta or flying out of Atlanta. No, yeah, I was flying out of Atlanta to go home for a few days and the flight got delayed and like it was just crazy like my first flight got delayed so then I wouldn't be able to make my next flight so then I had to wait like hours and so did Brian he had to wait like five hours in the airport I ended up getting dropped off in like Baltimore at oh BWI which is like two hours away from where I live so my friends came pick me up like love them but yeah layovers are crazy yeah. yeah and you sold out a bunch of stops on the tour so congrats on that thank you yeah oh my god it was I think it was like over half the stops on the tour were completely sold out oh and then wow the other <laughs> half was like 90 percent mm -hmm. so that's it went really well better than I expected I honestly didn't know what to expect but that's good that's incredible mm -hmm. yeah so and you were confident. in Denver <laughs> Denver too right yes I love Denver so mm -hmm. much the base yeah. capital yes ma'am that's yes. right people you heard it here first no yeah. they just go so hard like and they really support like the up-and-comers in the scene I feel like so Denver is always a good spot to visit I feel like it is it's a blessing and also a curse as we always say because it's nice because we live here in Denver but oh so you guys so... live in Denver okay cool yeah yeah <laughs> so we're always like fighting with the Montreal people and like the Budapest <laughs> people like we are the real base capital dude I did yeah. hear that Montreal's really crazy too though like mm -hmm. I did I've been hearing some stuff Mm -hmm. have you played there competition I haven't but I want to okay people are always like come to Montreal come to I'm like oh what but now I'm like <laughs> oh it's actually a thing like okay well yeah. once you play there we're gonna have to hear from you on mm -hmm. like what your thoughts are on that I whole mean, debate <laughs> I think every city just I loved every city I went to but I think they all kind of have their own thing that I like about them mm -hmm. but yeah I don't know but I'll yeah. let you guys know how it goes yeah. when I do get over there eventually Wait, so how many stops in total were on the tour, if you know? Um. Okay, so on the flyer, if I'm thinking about the flyer, it was like 28, I think. I'm not really sure. I, but I ended up going to, I think, like 35 
cities because more stops got added and yeah. like just more regular shows that weren't part of the tour that I was doing mm-hmm. so it was yeah that's a good amount yeah. yeah and when you jumped on you mentioned like now that the tour is over you're like I don't know what to do with myself I've heard a lot of artists recently um I think it was Austeria on Twitter. She was talking about how like you can go from touring every weekend and constantly being on the road and then you get home and it's kind of like you have to kind of like fight depression. So I'm I'm just wondering, like, how did you prioritize your mental health on the road? Honestly, I, you know, this I think of this tour that just happened as a learning experience and learning what to do and what not to do. So I didn't really, I don't think there was anything that I consciously did to preserve my mental health or Mm -hmm. my physical health. Like it was kind of me just like, if I was sad, I would reach out to friends. I would like talk to my family. I think that's like the biggest thing is just having people that are there for you. Even if they're across the globe Mm -hmm. to, you know, help you out with stuff um, and you know what you're going through mentally. And then on the physical side, I just kind of tried to sleep when whenever I could and I would just be eating like I try to eat healthy mm-hmm. on the healthier side but sometimes you can't it's like three in the morning and you want McDonald's or something mm-hmm. and it just mm-hmm. happens that way but there's not always a salad available at 3 a.m <laughs> no and do you Literally. even want a salad at 3 a.m like that's so unfair. no way no, no. you're yeah. like off a few white claws and you're like oh, right I really want a salad <laughs> yeah <laughs> literally I just want my in and out that's like my go-to all oh, the time but they In-N-Out. close at 1 30 so it's like kind of lame that is true I love in and out so much everyone is I remember people were like yeah it's overrated it's overrated you know all the people well because I live in LA now but you know the natives would say that but that's just because they're so used to it but when I got to LA I was like this shit slaps like what do you mean like <laughs> yeah <not> rocks no <laughs> so yeah good. same here love me some yeah. animal fries and mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely yeah. yeah. So what are you up to now? Are you just relaxing for the holidays and just gearing up for the next year? Like what's up next on your radar? It's so funny because I really thought I was going to come home and relax, but it's like not <laughs> like that at all. I'm still just working every single day. My parents like we're cause I'm with my, I'm in my like childhood bedroom now. Like I'm at home with my family mm-hmm. just for the hot for the holidays and stuff. But they're like, you never come out of your room. You've been in there for 14 <laughs> hours every single day. Like, hello, I thought we were going to hang out. I'm like, no, <laughs> unfortunately, like, because I'm preparing for next year. There's a lot mm-hmm. of stuff, a lot of shows that are unannounced that I'm really excited for. And I'm working on an EP that I'm trying to make songs Ooh. for right now. And I just, you know, also I mentioned like hijinks and all this other mm-hmm. stuff. It's just the work never like ends. It's just go, go, go all the time. Yeah. And you have like, there's so many different buckets too. It's like prepping for your next set, like working on merch and branding, like social media content, production, like everything yeah. else. I feel like you could just lock yourself in your room for a hundred hours and not. Exactly. Remember. And that's the crazy thing about with artists today too, is that we're expected to do everything, the social media, the branding, mm-hmm. the uh, obviously the music, and then you have to be a DJ and you have to make sets. And then you also like a lot of producers mix their own stuff and master their own stuff which is Mm -hmm. also what I do so it's just a lot for one person to do that's why I'm really thankful to have the team that I do of like my manager and my agents and my visual guy Mm -hmm. but yeah you sing as well right those are yeah (laughs) yeah oh my god yeah Yeah. singing right I actually started as a songwriter so it's kind of like blended into this world it's amazing thank you yes keep killing it so how did you like what's 
what's the meaning behind alley cat how did that name came to be you started off as a songwriter you said so like I'm curious to hear yeah. how that all evolved so the songwriter part of it actually is are you talking about just like the name alley cat just in general or like what got you interested into like going into EDM and like how the name alley cat came to be you know oh my god I'm, I'm gonna try and give like the shorter version because otherwise <laughs> I'd just be like having you guys on here forever but I would say yeah so I started as a songwriter I was actually doing like pop music but it wasn't really pop it was kind of too weird for pop and I got a few really dope placements with bigger artists which I'm like happy about but it was just not really I think I just was meant to be an artist and you know over the pandemic when sessions stopped happening I wasn't having sessions obviously so I couldn't write for other people so I was like you know what I'm just gonna write for myself because I really don't have anything to do LA was like the epicenter of the entire pandemic no one was doing anything so that's when I started kind of dabbling in EDM and I thought you know, I I always loved EDM, but I never wanted to try it because I was scared because mm-hmm. it sounds complicated to make. And, yeah. you know, it's a whole different ballpark for real. But yeah, that's kind of like when everything started. And there's so much more to the story, but it's just I don't even know like how to condense it yeah. all. But uh, but the name Alley Cat is so it's such a funny story because it's also one of those things that's just a bunch of different things together. It actually started off of nicknames. So I think me, it was me and my really, really close girlfriends. I don't remember where we were. I think it was a festival, could have been a party in high school. Like we were just, all I know is we were on a wave. There was just this moment, I guess, where one of them just goes like, yo, like you look like an alpaca right now. And I was like, what? And like, it just started becoming this inside joke. And they would just like call me alpaca. And I, I still like, don't really, it made sense at the time. But I guess when I was starting to, you know, make electronic music, I was like, oh shit, like I need a name. Like I can't, I need to, I need a name. Like what is this, what is it gonna be? And I was kind of simmering on stuff and I was like, what if it's like DJ Alpaca? And I was like, that's so stupid. And it just <laughs> kind of Alpaca. like snowballed into this like DJ Ali pop Ali pop. Like I was just kind of going off of that and riffing off of that and trying to figure out something. A lot of terrible, horrible, awful names later. I came up with Ali Cat. Because my friends in college gave me the nickname Cat. So it just kind of meshed together. And I was like, wait, that's actually kind of cool. Like, mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> but yeah, like it definitely it. doesn't have any sort of deep meaning or anything. It's just kind of like my friends. It's funny how that so happens because there's a similar story with like Dubs of FBI, right, Chrissy? Because you're the one that came up with the name. I love it. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, it's just kind of like it it's it's born out of a fun nickname kind of deal. And then you're like, hey, this might actually stick. But even yeah. more so, like even deeper, you mentioned that COVID kind of like spurred your production wave. I mean, yeah. I feel like a lot of good things came out of COVID. Obviously, you know, it was tragic what happened, but from like a young entrepreneur standpoint, I feel like a lot of our businesses were born during COVID because that's oh, when we 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's I think COVID is such a like the dichotomy I don't know if that's the right word for it but Mm -hmm. that moment in time I think forced people to be alone with themselves and stop running away from things and kind of just simmer in whatever their thoughts Mm -hmm. were and yeah I think that was you know a necessary thing for some people especially for me like I was just kind of going with the flow on autopilot a little bit doing what I thought everyone wanted me to do and then Mm -hmm when I had that time for myself, it just, 
opened up an entirely new world. And I think that goes for a lot of other people too. I think, mm-hmm. yeah, just being with yourself and sitting with yourself and forcing yourself not to run away from things and not think about them is important. Yeah. yeah. And figuring out how to use the internet and your tools, like your computers to your advantage too. Cause like you said before, yeah. we were kind of on autopilot. Like we were just always doing what we had always been, but then COVID kind of like shocked us back to life. And it was like, yeah. okay, like you can do other things besides like going to work every day and getting in the routine. Like you have the power at your fingertips. You don't need to be yeah. able to leave your house to do all these things. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. I don't, I honestly don't know if I, I like, like I said, I always wanted to make electronic music, but I was scared. So like, I honestly wonder how long it would have taken me to start putting out and making electronic music if COVID didn't happen. Cause I was already yeah. writing songs for people. I just thought that that was what it was going to be. Yeah. So. yeah. That's crazy. Also that you said you were scared. Cause I was scared to start dubs of FBI at first too, because I was worried what people would think about me, like a girl being like in the dubstep rhythm space, like, Oh, what's she doing? Like, why is she doing that? But then Yessie came in and she encouraged me to do it. And she's like, no, we're doing this together. Let's run with it. It is a good idea. So sometimes not only like the time, you know, you need to produce those ideas, but you need like the support system, which is what you were mentioning earlier too. Exactly. I really don't think anybody can do anything unorthodox without having friends that are supporting you, like genuinely supporting you, you know? And I think there's also a difference, like between you can tell like when friends are like oh yeah it's good like or if they're like no you need to do this like we're Mm -hmm. like do this like you have to or else I'm gonna die like you know those are my friends they're like you better like they would bully me bro but I really think that's (laughs) you need friends like that yeah no yeah it's so necessary (laughs) but yeah I really do think it's cool that this is like a female-led thing I just think it's super awesome and I'm proud of you for doing that both of y'all thank you thank you yeah I feel like it's just kind of helped us stand out in the scene too I mean you see it every day there's not a lot of other female producers making the same style as you and so like being female at first it's really fucking hard and like you have to have a lot of courage to do it but then it helps you stand out too which is a huge blessing Mm -hmm. I do Mm -hmm. think there's pros and cons to it for sure I think that yeah when you are a woman DJ or a woman any type of entrepreneur it's like oh oh my god she's a girl I can't believe she's doing it (laughs) yeah (laughs) but yeah so like that's it but it's true though it kind of sucks but um but it also is a good thing yeah I would agree Mm -hmm. it feels really empowering to be honest yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and like you're also showing other girls that they can do it too exactly yeah exactly yeah I um I work at an engineering and science university and we're actively trying to recruit more women but what helps the most is high school women seeing other women successful in the science and engineering fields Mm -hmm. so we got to have those leaders to pave the way absolutely I totally agree yeah yeah that was kind of like who uh I would say Alice in Wonderland was like that for me I was like oh my god like she's such a badass like damn I want to do this like (laughs) yeah Yeah, and now with a baby too, like props. So crazy. I just so like she literally performing while she's pregnant. She's like, yeah, just going in, and then she has a baby, and she's like right back on it. Mm -hmm. Like just also being a great mom. I don't. I just. I don't know, man. That's crazy to me. Yeah. Shout out, so badass. Off to her. (laughs) Yeah. Um. So when you in the COVID time though, like, were you watching videos or were you like taking lessons from people? Like, how did you craft your you know, your producing skills and all of that. Like, how are you YouTube learning? University. Yes, ma'am. That's my favorite. <laughs> YouTube uni. University, 100%. Um, but also I was just like, 
messing around I you know I download a bunch of presets from splice because like I just didn't know how to make electronic music and I didn't have that music library either like I just didn't have those big snares and like the big kick samples because I was making I was producing like hip-hop and shit so I just didn't know like what to do so I was just messing around making the worst beats anyone has ever heard on the planet and going just looking at a lot of videos on YouTube yeah you can literally learn anything if you set your mind to it absolutely I tell people that all the time you can learn whatever that's why I say yeah. YouTube University, because it's mm-hmm. basically like you can learn an entire anything on YouTube if you want Literally. to. Literally. Yeah. Anything. <laughs> Literally anything. Yeah. That's so cool, though. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. It was a lot of me just being a hermit. Yeah. <laughs> Doing nothing except for that for like two years straight, three years. I mean, it's oh, like I'm... the 10,000 hour rule, right? They always say you can expert, you can get, become an expert in something after 10,000 hours of doing it. So yeah I definitely haven't been counting my hours but I think I might be on like hour 5,000 but I don't know maybe longer I really don't know oh yeah true I mean honestly I might be discrediting myself a lot actually Mm -hmm. I just have no concept of time like I don't know I can't but yeah hopefully it's longer than that I think so but I I just know I have so much more to learn like I have so much more I need to learn yeah I just really want to get better production in general well that's good because (laughs) that means that you're coachable like Jesse and I we manage artists on the side and we always say you have to be coachable to be successful like don't ever think that you already know everything or that there's not room to grow and learn new skills yeah it's actually um what is it called like the Dunning-Kruger effect, like the person who thinks they know the most usually knows the least. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Or something like yeah, that. Ironic. But yeah, but it's true. Like I I am under the impression that I genuinely don't know what's going on at all. I have no idea what's happening. <laughs> I'm just like, holy shit, what is going on? I'm just trying my best. But yeah, I definitely like know that. I mean, yeah, I have my own thoughts and opinions about that part, about how mm-hmm. I feel like I kind of just got thrown into this and I'm like playing catch up on the production side with so many people that I look up to and I'm like oh my god like Mm -hmm. so I'll just spend days and days like sound designing and like trying to get better (laughs) well it's also easy to get imposter syndrome too because like you rose to this so quickly and I feel like sometimes it feels like 2020 was just yesterday and you're like how did I get here I'm around all of these people who used to be my idols I don't belong here but in actuality you really do and I can say firsthand by listening to your music it's fucking amazing so keep going I really appreciate that a lot thanks I needed that I've been been having a rough week (laughs) low-key no you got this girl you're crushing it thank you and you met Avril Lavigne like what the hell Oh my god, yeah. Wait, that's my girl. No, how did that happen? Girl. Okay, like I, um, I need to hear it this. It was actually it was actually it actually happened because of my like songwriter self. And I was at this, I think it was the fourth of July or something. And she was just at um like this party that I was at, like a friend's party, and I saw her and like but Brian was with me actually at the time and like he saw her too. And I think like he kind of knows. A few, like someone from her team just because Brian has his own like backstory of what he's done in his life but um yeah I guess he was just like yeah like that's Avril Lavigne like I think she left though like I just saw her like where were you and he knows that I'm his, her biggest fan in the universe so I was like what what do you mean you just met Avril Lavigne and she's got like she left what do you mean he was like come here like I'll try to like introduce you guys 
even though he doesn't know Avril Lavigne at all either he was just like you know what this is my like I we're gonna only to chance happen yeah. we're on a yeah. mission yeah. so <laughs> yeah so then I guess like he she was like nursing a bottle of Clico like she was just, like having a good time and I was like hey um like I love you I was just saying like yo you're like the biggest I was trying to keep my cool so hard mm-hmm. but I was like yeah you are the biggest inspiration I've ever had like I wanted to be you when I was 13 I still do like I'm like you are such an inspiration for young women and just pretty much everybody like and I just love you you're awesome and she's like oh thanks like that's so nice oh. like and then I cried I was holding back tears for 30 minutes afterwards yeah I bet I, I, I just mean, after that interaction it. like when I meet people who are famous mm-hmm. I get all tense and like yeah you have to act cool but then afterwards you're like holy crap I just met this person <laughs> yeah and but the thing is for me like I with I don't know. She's just not even a celeb. Like she's just different when it comes to that, because I can, I feel like meet celebrities and be like, Oh yeah, what's up? But Avril Lavigne is like my, like number one person that I could never thought I would meet, but I've just always been like such a huge fan. Like she's like that person. I'm a stan. Yeah, Clearly <laughs> it was meant to be if y'all were just at a random party together. Yeah. Yeah. I don't it's crazy know how the universe literally... works love that seriously I had that picture on the my as my wallpaper for like months and months I'm probably gonna set it back but I just have a motivational thing on there right now love that (laughs) who are some of your other biggest inspirations like outside of EDM damn oh I love Labyrinth I love Labyrinth Mm -hmm. he I don't know yeah he did the whole Euphoria soundtrack and um he's just the way his mind works and the way he goes about production it's like pretty experimental it's like really soulful yeah I'm super obsessed with labyrinth um, I saw him play at one of the offbeat shows here a couple months ago like in April and he was really? so good dude and I saw him at Coachella I was like oh shit, Ooh, that's a big awesome. one yeah it was crazy I think he brought Billie Eilish out too for that um for Damn. one of their songs but yeah he's super dope I'm trying to think of who else I don't know I've just been on like that wave recently pretty mm-hmm. much that's, that's like uh, the, I'm bad at being put on the spot because I'm like <laughs> I have so many inspirations but I love Labyrinth for real yeah Very melodic well yeah, speaking yeah. of like yeah. being an inspiration what advice do you have for upcoming female artists in the bass music scene uh, I would give so much advice honestly a lot of the advice that I would give could go for both genders but I would say mm-hmm. specifically for for female DJs I would say just work work hard like work as hard as you possibly can because I think in any male dominated space um women are kind of automatically a little bit discredited mm-hmm. like I mean you can yeah. see it on social media you yeah. can see it everywhere like people don't even think I'm really DJing people think time. that every like, woman is pre-recorded ghost set that go I've gotten ghost produced I've gotten all that mm-hmm. which obviously the same thing is said about men but I just think it's said about women exponentially more yeah um so but all I'm just saying is like ignore all that bullshit and just work as hard as you can work twice as hard as anybody you know Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day hard work um is really what I think talent is honestly less than 50 percent of it because a lot of people are talented but not a lot of people want to put in the work so yeah just work work your little butt off yeah yeah Yeah. preach (laughs) don't don't yeah don't just lean on your talent like you gotta go in like you really gotta yeah 
yeah like the content nights, that you all put that. out like literally the content the tiktok content that you put out like mm-hmm. you can tell that a lot of work goes into like the little transitions and like the videos and like screen recordings like everything like editing editing a tiktok takes me like three hours yeah it's and a I'm lot. like I've been slacking so bad on the tiktok right now I need to get back on it but it's just like things have just been going by so fast but yeah that that's another thing too. use social media mm-hmm. like take mm-hmm. advantage of your personality like let the people know who you are like don't don't be shy like you know yeah. Yeah. you really can't um, be shy in this industry you can't which is actually so crazy because I saw a video of someone on on tiktok saying like could you imagine if all of like the greats in the past, like the Beatles had to post TikToks. Like, oh I, know, I just feel like, <laughs> yeah. I, I just think it's a good thing. And it's also kind of a sad thing what it's become. For mm-hmm. me, it's not an issue because I'm just a very outgoing, I like to talk, like I'm just kind of annoying. <laughs> but like, you know, so it's fine for me, but I'm also thinking about, you know, like you think uh, David Bowie would be like making TikToks. Hey guys, oh I just made this song this summer. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, so it's kind of it's unfortunate. So I feel like a lot of the greats, a lot of people who are super good at making music, you know, context, like, you know, there are exceptions, but I think a lot of them are just weird and and shy sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, that's what makes them make such great music. So I do wonder how that impact of TikTok is going to affect music in general. But right. for me, I'm okay with it because yeah. it's working out. <laughs> but you know what I mean? I do think about that. <laughs> totally. Yeah, I never. Yeah, I never thought of it that way, to be honest. But now I'm like, huh? Yeah, like, man. Imagine. The world is changing. It's weird. <laughs> the Beatles. Imagine there's like old the vines Beatles. from the Beatles. Yeah, like, they're like walking around London, so like getting content and stuff. Yeah, yeah, they're walking <laughs> across Abbey Road, like, yo, <laughs> yes. what's up? What's yeah. tonight album cover? <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Yeah, it's just really crazy, but you know, yeah, that's how it works, I guess. Yes, ma'am. Uh, well, cool. We actually have some submitted questions that we want to get through. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Yeah. So we just have a few right here. So tripping sax. What's the inspiration for her sound design? It's like melodic subtronics vibes. Oh my God. I love that. That They think it sounds like subtronics-y. Um, 100% subtronics is one of the people that I'm super inspired by sound design wise. I just think like his bases are just so thick. Like they're thick. You know what I mean? Like they're mm-hmm. fat. Like they're just like really chonky. And I love that about his sound design. Also, his melodies are really cool. Like they're like, like, I don't know what the word is for it, but I just really like it. And I, I identify with that vibe. But I would also say, um, sound design wise, I'm super, super inspired by Flux Pavilion. Like mm-hmm. 2015 yes. era Flux Pavilion. Uh, louder. Um, yeah you know what I'm saying so like that era I think mainly is what inspires my sound design so it's them or yeah him and then subtronics and then Ed's dead too I love like the frequency shifted type of bass um yeah I just kind of do pick and choose a lot of like certain sounds from different artists but I would say probably like OG flux pavilion shit is like my Mm -hmm. favorite that will always have a special place in my heart yeah 100 percent. it's like that og dubstep sound you know what i mean Mm -hmm. yeah and speaking of zed's dead you released on dead beats which is sick congrats on that oh my god thank you yeah it was awesome glitch little glitcheroni it's doing really well thank you yeah i'm I'm super excited (laughs) about it i think uh yeah my um 
my manager just reached out to their team like and they're like do you guys like this song and they're like yeah and I'll say okay great oh yeah yeah, so (laughs) yeah you never know until you try that's like the really crazy part it's just kind of putting out stuff into the world and hoping people bite and they like it Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. (laughs) it's always the best feeling it is yeah I'm happy Um, about that one our next question is from it's Caro our good friend Caro um she's asking what your favorite stop of the tour was and why it was TK lounge (laughs) (laughs) I love oh my god so (laughs) damn TK lounge was so much fun I'm not even gonna lie like Soju, like you. Oh my gosh, the yeah. Soju gang. Shout out, Ellen, Brian. Shout out. Uh, TK's amazing. We love you guys. Yeah, no, it was so much fun. Everybody who works there is great, super friendly, super nice. And then obviously Zingara came out, like her squad came with her that I've also become familiar with. So we were doing karaoke. It was fun. Just like yes. the best time ever. I brought her out for Remember Me. Um, also, I just love Florida. It's so warm. Yeah, yeah can't say yeah. the same here in Denver yeah I'm like I'm a I'm a warm like person I like to be like a desert salamander like put me in the middle of the desert and I will absolutely just like be so happy I hate the cold <laughs> um wait so where do you live I live in LA but right now I'm in Virginia which is my hometown with my parents and my mm-hmm. my brother um and my dog but yes. yeah so I'm kind of in the cold weather a little bit right now it actually snowed today for the first time Oh, wow. So oh. yeah, it's snowing. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. It snowed um, here like two days ago. <laughs> yeah. I, lo- I love the snow. See, I like it when it's cold, but it's snowing and it's mm-hmm. pretty and not like the gray, slushy, gross, yeah. salted road looking ass. Agreed. <laughs> like I'll you know get snowed mean? in so, any day, but if there's a sheet of ice on the ground and it's windy out, I'm done. I'm over it. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, ah, no. Yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, but I want to, sorry to go back to favorite stop on the tour tk lounge was definitely up there like i said every city has like a special place in my heart for other things like for certain reasons but the pacific northwest was super crazy just in general like all like denver is that pacific northwest am i tripping oh my god sorry midwest. i don't know geography help midwest okay oh <laughs> um, <Listen> anyways <laughs> we'll cut yeah. that part out no <laughs> yeah just like nobody needs to know that it's fine you keep it in but um uh yeah seattle and denver were also super awesome um Fort Collins was insanity mm-hmm. yo go Collins. Rams insanity, we went to bro. CSU that's our town <laughs> really oh my god well yeah shit you guys have a good little scene over there for sure I wouldn't even call it a little scene like that was like we sold out the Aggie theater so like oh wow I didn't damn that girl out. yeah it was incredible I've never seen that many I was like I, that's a fun I'm the headliner or like what's going on <laughs> you're like is someone else playing after me <laughs> yeah I was genuinely so confused but it, and they were so rowdy so Fort Collins sticks out a lot and so does Portland but all Yay. of them were really good I don't really have complaints about any of them but yeah sorry I just had yeah. to add that no that's <laughs> great insight yeah. I love yeah. that you I love that you mentioned Fort Collins because yeah that has a special place in our heart that's where Chrissy and I met pretty yeah, much yeah. went to college there oh my god so. yeah. okay sick go Rams have you guys always lived in Denver or is it like you were in Fort, Fort Collins is kind of, it's like an hour away from Denver, right? Yeah. So Chrissy yeah. was born and raised in Denver Got you. and I was born in San Diego. Uh, oh, okay. but then, yes, I did the and <laughs> the warm weather to go to the cold, but I mean, it's still so beautiful though. FBI wouldn't be here if I wouldn't have left. Mm-hmm. So, so we'll true. just leave it at that. We wouldn't be sitting here today. <laughs> I'm definitely a Cali girl. 
I yeah I thought about moving back it's just so expensive man oh my gosh like bro that's why I might actually move yeah I can't do it anymore man like it's it's so expensive I live thankfully I had like I have a steel and I live with two roommates I love them so much and like we have a patio it's in like a good area but it's also like in the valley which is just like really really hot all the time which I love but it's also just, I don't know, there are parts of the valley that are kind of sketch. And I'm just, mm-hmm. you know, you know how it is. Yeah. I mean, you, you're you from San Diego, you said? Yeah, San Diego. Yeah. So, like, mm-hmm. I feel like you've probably been to the valley before, maybe. Yeah. I, yeah, well, so get it. I tried avoiding, you know, North, <laughs> right. San Diego, LA. What, I tried avoiding it as saying. much as I could, especially because of traffic. Exactly. So. I mostly 100%. just stayed down south and just went down to Mexico too, even though people would oh. say that's super sketchy. But like, as long as you know where you're going and you speak Spanish, then you're good. <laughs> yeah. I remember I went to, uh, where was it? El- I think it was El Paso, Texas mm-hmm. um, for Foam Wonderland. And I remember there, like you could literally see Mexico from from <laughs> where you were. Like you could see the border and like literally see in the entirety of Mexico. I was like, what the heck? That's cool. I, that. I like that vibe. Yeah. yeah. It's a very good vibe. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, all right. We got one more submitted question that I'm actually curious about. It's from Liquid Space Dreams 2772. Who is your dream person or people to do a back-to-back with? Um, honestly, I don't, I don't know if I have like a dream back-to-back artist like that I would it would probably be someone like super crazy. Like, I don't even know. Skrillex. Oh, sh- yeah. We'll <laughs> say Skrillex. Yeah. I'd love to go back. Yeah. Yo, Sunny. Sunny, what's good? Skrillex, <laughs> we know you're listening. Yeah. Come on, Skrillex. Come on, please. Like, please. Can we just <laughs> real quick? Um, no, I mean, shit. Yeah. That would be incredible. Um, but I think other than a, like, I don't exactly have like an exact person. I mean, other than Skrillex. I would love to go back to back with any like big DJ. I feel like it'd just be insane either way. Um, but I think I would also just love, I think it'd be super fun to go back to back with Zingara just cause she's mm-hmm. my homie. And I think it's always just like a fun time when we're on stage and together where we're bringing each other out for songs. But I think going back to back with her would be just super fun. Hopefully yeah. in the near future. I think so. Probably it'll happen. Oh but... my gosh. The people want that. Yeah. They do. So, but... I know we have to give the people what they want. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I could That's see awesome. you going back to back with like even Subtronics, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Or like I, mean, the thing, I would love like the thing is it's I think the reason why I didn't really have an answer is because it just is so crazy for me to be like, yeah, I'd love to go back to back with this the Zed's dead. Like that'd be so cool. But it's like mm-hmm. I don't in what world like, but like <laughs> I don't know. It just seems happened. so crazy. Like um Lays went back to back with Nightmare. True. So it, it could happen. True. You know what? So mm-hmm. that if you're listening right now, it's guys, happening. next year, <laughs> we're gonna look back at this recording and be like, see, uh, <laughs> man, I'm like, yeah. throwback Thursday, even though today's Monday, but <laughs> yeah, would be crazy. Guess we'll see what the future holds. Yes, I can see it happening for sure. <laughs> Hope so. <laughs> well, oh, yeah. should we go into our lightning round here? Wait, what is lightning round? So lightning round is essentially, we have like seven questions and we just like to throw them out there and then you just answer them like right away. It doesn't have to be long answers, but pretty quick, quick round usually. They're fun. Okay. Yeah, All right. Cool. Fun. So just don't think, just say. Yeah. I'm yeah. good at that. 
<laughs> All right. I will start off. Mac or PC? Um, Mac. Yes, 100%. ma'am. Correct answer. Yeah. I'm a PC Definitely. girl, so. <laughs> I mean, I, I definitely, I do have friends that are PC people, so I get it. Yeah. That can be annoying sometimes. Mm-hmm. All righty. Who are your producer best friends? Um, Definitely Zingara. Um, Osteria is really cool, too. I love, I love both her. of them so much. Um, I've met Tate B a couple of times and he's just an absolute sweetheart. Um, also levity, like those boys are super dope. Like I talked to John sometimes. He's like super, super nice. So I don't really mm-hmm. have like, I'm still kind of getting into the scene. I'm getting friendly with some people. Mm-hmm. Um, some people I only talk to over the, you said not to talk. I just be talking, bro. I talk so much. <laughs> no, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I would say like Zingara and Osteria are like, my closest homies in the scene right now for sure the girls yeah oh yeah the girlies (laughs) what is one country that you want to play in i would love to play in germany because my mom's side of the family is german so it would be super cool Mm -hmm. for game you know yes oh my gosh (laughs) that's the one in berlin right yeah yeah we need to do a techno trip to berlin yesy i know it's long overdue yeah that's what I'm saying and I want to go to Boots house really mm-hmm. really badly because yeah last time do you, are you familiar with that venue I don't it's think in, I am uh, which is crazy give me hit so it's like a they're primarily known to bring out like bass heavy dubstep artists like they'll bring out mm-hmm. Sullivan King Shaq oh, Kazo lots Ray of rhythm Bear, lots of rhythm okay, cool. yeah um even heart style they'll bring out heart style mm-hmm. acts cool that's awesome but, but it's, in, yeah, cool. it's in cologne oh sick okay yeah because i know i don't know like i know there's a rampage and there's obviously tomorrow land that has all types of stuff but i think dubstep is super big in america and i think it's more mm-hmm. like techno and house music and drum and bass over there on, in europe so maybe i gotta bring some dubstep over there mm-hmm. i don't know right we're hearing <laughs> that budapest hungary is apparently the base capital of europe so oh interesting good yeah. to know yeah we're gonna have to go check it out for ourselves oh shit me too yeah you can come we'll let you oh, ride God. on a private jet with us let's go <laughs> adventure girls trip yeah. Yeah, fbi jet <laughs> i love it <laughs> um next question here what is the most embarrassing thing that's happened to you on stage Oh, the, oh, <laughs> okay. Well, one time I said the wrong name of the city. Um, and then another time my voice cracked really bad. Um, another <laughs> that happens time, to everyone. <laughs> the, yeah. Another time, uh, damn, there's so many embarrassing things that have happened to me on stage. I, there's, I just remember this one time I was playing in Vegas and like, I, I randomly had to add, like, I didn't know that I had to do this, but I had to add like 15 more minutes to my set. I found that out right before I got on stage and like I had my tour set and so I was like all right well I guess I better add in songs on the fly right now and I'm just not that good at that to be honest like I I can do it if I have to but I really Mm -hmm. like being able to methodically plan and like yeah make an experience for people so I just remember I accidentally I don't know what happened but the song just completely stopped and I was like (laughs) trying to figure it out but it it was like 10 to 15 seconds of me just being like oh yo guys I messed up but I'm trying to fix it right now and I was like just <laughs> frantically like just pulling back the jog wheel like fuck 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 
literally worst moment ever but we're like I don't, how, yeah. how's everyone doing tonight <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it also was a mix between because usually I can recover like that and be like, you know, people don't notice I meant mm-hmm. to do it. But then there's some times where I think I just wasn't having the best day that day. And on top of it, and then I was stressed and I was just kind of like, guys, I'm, f- I'm fucking up. Like, yeah, give me a second. <laughs> and then your heart starts beating really fast. Yeah, literally so terrible. But it's a learning experience okay. for sure. You're not the only one who said the wrong city, though. So that's more common than you'd think. Yeah, I think I was other in, people uh, do that. Yeah, it's, it's hard though. Sometimes you just forget where you are because you're everywhere all the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Three shows in a weekend. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, damn, I don't even know what's going on. I don't even know where I am. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't even be able to keep track of like my flights, my itinerary. Oh my like, wait, where's my flight for this? And where's my flight for that? Or like, what gate am I at? <laughs> what city am I in? Yeah, I think that's what made tour for me a lot easier because Brian was booking my flights and like taking care of that because That's he nice. just knows how absolutely ADHD I am and I would I'd probably just get lost I don't know <laughs> what would happen I just like I'd be flailing around so like I thank god I had him to take care of like a lot of the logistics stuff because I'm just he's like just focus on being an artist like I got this part I'm mm-hmm. like thank you good good manager very right much there. appreciate that exactly yeah. like yeah he he really be uh he he pulls his weight for sure like he he does a really Love good that. job Shout out, yeah. Brian. Shout out, Brian. <laughs> All right. Next one here. What is your pre-show routine? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm like laughing so hard because I like it's <laughs> I don't have one. I literally just sit there and close my eyes and freak out for a little bit. <laughs> like I try to meditate. Um, I it doesn't really work because I I don't know it depends on the show because sometimes I'm not nervous at all and if there's like homies there I'm just talking to them having a good time and then I'll go into this uh hibernation mode where I kind of just sit there for like five minutes and I try to calm myself down and everyone kind of knows like okay don't talk to her she's like going nonverbal. she's just gonna do her thing whatever <laughs> she's, she's doing right over now. there yeah she's mute like she because I just get it's almost like my body is conserving energy not on purpose like I just kind of go into like this shutdown mode for like five to ten minutes before um like a big show but other than that yeah I kind of just hang out and try to have a good time and realize it's not that serious true but I have to remind myself like we're all in this EDM stuff because we love the music and we want to have fun exactly like you can't put too much pressure on yourself Mm -hmm. yeah and then once you get up there it's like why was I freaking out exactly it's I remember my friends would tell me this my other DJ friends and I would tell them like oh my god I'm going I'm playing my first show I don't know what to expect I'm so freaking out and they're like yeah just uh once you get past that first transition or two like you're fine Mm -hmm. yep every artist says that that was yeah you like get in the zone and yeah I still at least you're outgoing so other artists like we've met some artists who are super introverted and I'm like I don't know how these artists are expected to entertain thousands of people yeah I I think about that all the time I'm like if I was super shy knowing how anxious I get and knowing how much I care about this shit and how much I really just want to do well and and I'm how hard I am on myself if I was shy on top of it I would self-destruct I would just explode spontaneously combust if you will I'd be be over with like yeah, yeah. same thing being outgoing definitely <laughs> helps <laughs> all righty last question for you what artists do you think deserve more recognition um I mean the thing is I think Tate B 100% deserves more recognition um but the thing is he's catchy like people are 
get mm-hmm. people are getting it like they're like oh okay like he's like slowly but surely I know a lot of people in the scene just really respect what he's doing but I I just think for what he makes and how good he is like he's a little yeah. slept on mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying he's actually like, he, he's announced some big shows next year oh yeah like he's doing I think his next year is gonna be insanity like I know it but I just want more people to know about Tapey even mm-hmm. if a bunch of people knew about him I'd be like yo everyone else needs to listen to him like the, you know so yeah exactly yeah he's super good I'm a big fan of his music for sure yeah I met him for the first time like actually face to face at Base Canyon this year oh really? that's super, what I met him nice for the guy. first time too oh no way yeah oh yeah he is really nice his set was really packed out and it was like during sunset too like Ooh, i was really happy yeah. for him he's wild i actually played i think i played right before him on the same no no yes i think he played after <laughs> me on the same stage oh yeah and Yours i was remember during I, daylight right yeah yeah it was at the starlight stage and i remember i get off <laughs> stage and I was like I think my reverb was off the whole time and he was like yeah it was (laughs) (laughs) oops Uh, yeah but he's a sweetheart he's a sweetheart we were me and uh, Zingar and him were all chilling um for like the majority of that festival it's a good time yeah yeah. love that yeah it was my first time at base canyon and I loved it except the haze yeah I was so mad because I was only there on the day where it was super hazy so I know that's all I saw. I didn't even get to really experience the full canyon effect. Well, yeah, thankfully I was there the day before, but I'm really mad at myself because that day I was like running around everywhere, like trying to like check out all the stages, all the sets. And I was like, mm-hmm. uh, I'll take some cute pictures tomorrow, like at that nice little podium spot where everyone takes those pictures in the backstage <laughs> area. Just, yeah. And then of course I show up the next day and it's all hazy. You can't even see the reservoir. I was like, yeah, I'll just go fuck myself. It, it looked- <laughs> Yeah, definitely looked a little <laughs> apocalyptic for sure. I was like, oh, wow, okay. Cool. Yeah. It was from the Canada fires, right? The wildfires mm-hmm. over there. Yeah. It's so crazy how it just blows into to that. Like they yeah, just thousands yeah. of miles. Yeah. It was wild. Yeah, it blew here in Denver as well over the summer. There were a lot of days where we would just wake up and it was just like, it looked like apocalyptic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's so wild. It's crazy. Nature's crazy. Cool. Well, yeah, that was the lightning round right there. It was. I like it. Sorry, I wasn't very fast. (laughs) No, (laughs) it's more so to just give us fun things to talk about. We ask a lot of the same questions for the lightning round. So that's how we know like, oh, other artists have had that embarrassing thing. So it's cool to hear different takes on those. Cool. I'm glad to know I'm not alone with the embarrassingness (laughs) of that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, before we wrap up this interview, is there anything you'd like to say to the audience or any final words for everyone who's listening? Um... Honestly, guys, if you have something that you want to do in life, you have to just believe in yourself and know that not everybody is going to be as harsh on you as you are to yourself. Um, So just go for it. Do what you want to do and work hard. Love that. That's really it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just have fun with it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's not that serious. It's not. You get one life, like, or whatever you believe, but, you Mm -hmm. know, make it count. That's all I'm saying. Exactly. Live your life to the fullest. Send it. Yep. Send it, squad. Just send it. <laughs> yeah. Fun, final words. Send it. 